series called Go Time, and we're talking about what does it mean to go with our faith, what does it mean to talk about our faith, uh, but today is a little bit different. We're talking about what does it look like, as kind of an example here, of what does it look like in terms of us going as a church internationally and with missions. Um, and part of that is we go financially because we give to missions, um, and part of that is actually physically going. Um, and so this morning, uh, we have a, a special guest. His name is Sam. You'll meet him in just a minute. Um, but Sam is on Young Life staff in Kenya. He's the regional director for Central Kenya, which is kind of Nairobi and points north. Uh, and I've known Sam since he was, I think, maybe a senior in high school or maybe a freshman in college. Uh, but I've known him for a long time. Uh, every time I go, we visit. Um, and so we actually, uh, I'll explain a little bit more about this, um, but we as River Ridge Church are the staff support for um, Sam and what he does in Kenya in overseeing um, ministry with Young Life there. So, Sam... Are you ready for a warm welcome? All right, let's give a warm riverage welcome to Sam Gatow. There you go. So if you stand right up there, they'll bring the lights up for you in the house. You can see everybody can see okay? All right. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Matt. And uh, thank you so much for welcoming me here at uh, Riverage Church. I'm so honored to be here and... Uh, I'd like to share with you uh, my life and uh, how Jesus found me as a lost kid. Uh, uh, I'll talk of, uh, I was born in Kenya, <laughs> automatically I was born in Kenya. Uh, we are two in our family, me and my elder brother, and uh, we never knew our dads. We had two different dads, each had his his own dad and we never knew our dads we knew our mom but she never raised up raised us up uh she left us with our grandmother so we've been brought up by a grandmother loving lovely beautiful grandmother and uh back then uh, me and my brothers were not so close uh, simply because i stayed more with my grandmother and my brother stayed more with my auntie uh, who was like uh, a few few valleys away from where we lived. And so she sp he spent most of the time there, and I spent most of the time with my grandmother. And so I'm a, not a daddy's boy, not a mommy's boy, I'm a granny's boy. <laughs> uh, I was re she was really loving. She loved me uh, above everything else. Uh, <clears throat> being raised up wasn't uh, a walk in the park, I'll say, because my grandmother uh, was a DDO. DDO in Kenya means daily drunkard officer. She'll drink since morning through evening, and uh, she'll remember she had uh, uh, a boy that she was taking care of in the evening. Oh, you are here. You're still here. <laughs> After a long day of uh, taking uh, locally brewed alcohol. And so that was the life. Above that, one thing she really loved was education. She made sure that I was in school throughout. Uh, primary school, high school, she made sure I was in school whatsoever. I w I've been raised up whereby government gives grants, we call them CDF uh, grants, and she usually knocked every office to make sure that I got that grant to make me to be in school. Uh, that was her. 
she loved me whatsoever. She really, she dearly loved me. She dearly loved me. Uh, after primary school, I joined high school. Same struggles here and there, uh, having drunk. I would like to spend more, school in, uh, more time in school because I never wanted to go home. I, I, I was in a day school, so I never wanted to go home because I knew I'd find her drunk. That will really, really crush me crush my heart. I would really love to be in school through, but in the evening, what do I need to do? I need to go back home. But I never loved that. I never loved to be at home because she was dr drunk. One joke is, when you're coming from school and you get to meet, uh, <laughs> to meet a cooking pan by the door, you know definitely there's nothing cooked in that house. <laughs> because maybe she was kicking this out while she was walking out to go and have some, uh, a, a drink. So that was it. Uh, I remember this one time. Uh, I kind of gave up with everything, uh, with what was happening with our family, especially me and my grandmother were so close with her. And I felt I need to pack and go. I need just to live this kind of a life. I've given up. Uh, let me go. I, I, never, I, I didn't have anything to pack. I just wore my shoes and said, I'm done. I'm gone. I walked like uh, a few blocks away from my house. And then I got this cobbler uh, who, who repairs shoes. And I sat by him. And uh, he, had, he was full of life. He was mending the shoes, full of life, having friends come over, drop their shoes, and then uh, he continues with what he was doing. Believe you me, I had thought of going so far away, but the way I saw him having life in the, what he was doing made me pack everything then and go back home. Even though I had nothing to pack, I still went back home to my grandmother. <laughs> uh, in school, I was very smart. Academically, I did perform very well. Uh, she was really proud of that. She would only ask, which number are you? I was always number one or number two. She never minded about what a GPA, you call it GPA here? Uh, she never minded about what grade I got. She was like, you're number one, we're good to go. Let me go and have a drink. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, and, uh, being smart in school made me have that uh, good relationships with the teacher here and there, being trusted by teachers here and there because I was really, really good. But no one knew where I came from. And I gave thanks to whoever said in high schools in Kenya, people need to wear uniforms. Because when we went to school, everyone was equal. No one knew where each and every one of us came from. But where I came from, it was really, really tough on me. It was really, really tough on me. Away from that, uh, we were preparing for our final exams in high school. And then a couple of my friends invited me for a Young Life Club. I never knew that what, what that was. But they told me, hey, you need to come over and get to have fun in this kind of a group. And I was so excited. I went there for my first club. Uh, I never liked it. It was, too much, it was too much fun for me. That was too much fun for me. Uh, I never liked it. And I walked home, and uh, I was, I, I, I'm not coming back. Uh, the following week, the following weekend, I never showed up for club. But there's this big guy called Martin. 
who asked my friends, where, where's your friend? He never showed up for, for club today. And the following week, he came in the neighborhood looking for me. He came in the neighborhood. I'm like, ah, he's the guy. I was trying to hide, but <laughs> I never wanted to, have, to be in contact with him whatsoever, but I was trying to hide away from him. But he told me, hey, why didn't you show up for club? You need to come over and we, uh, we can have that uh, fun, which I never liked, though. <laughs> and the next weekend, I was so proud to go to the Young Life Club. With time, I got to like everything was happening there. The fun, the love, the embracement. In Africa, one thing, <clears throat> it's very awkward for uh, an old chap hugging you, welcoming you. It's not very, it's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal. It's very hard for me to go and hug my, my elder folks in the communities like hey you welcome but this guy will hug me will invite me over and over and we got to grow close uh, together as friends now and uh, he invited me to a young life camp and we had the greatest time ever we went down the coast uh, we were in a hotel next to the beach and at that time i will try to slap myself is this really you, Sam, uh, by the beach in a hotel? What's happening? That was really something, a dream come true, like moving from here maybe for uh, someone you've ever dreamed of. Some, a stranger takes you there simply because he wants you to know Jesus Christ. And this, all this time was really fun, crazy time, good time, good food. Good food. I remember this one time we were being served on the table with all these forks, two forks, forks on this side, a knife, a spoon. And me and my friends will put everything aside and do it African way. <laughs> we don't need all this. Let us do the African way. And it was so, so much fun. And I remember this one time after the camp, it's almost over. We normally have what we call say-so. Uh, it's a kind of an altar call, being invited to say yes to Jesus Christ. And I kind of was reluctant about this. Why? My family, my family in this context, me and my grandmother, we've never, ever, ever gone to church. We had never, ever gone to church, even my extended kind of family. We had never, ever gone to church. And now, after all this fun, now I felt this is a real challenge. Being invited to have a relationship with Jesus Christ was a real, real challenge for me. I never knew what to say. But I say, him being an elder chap, an elder friend, he saw my reluctancy and he shared with me about assuring me that he will walk with me or rather, he would walk with us in the whole cabin for those who say yes to Jesus Christ. It was not like uh, he was putting us on the spotlight or under the bus. It was a candid invitation, a friendly invitation. Hey, would you let us give this a shot? And I promise you, I will be with you. I said yes to Jesus Christ simply because of his assurance. Because I knew where I was going back, it's the same, same neighborhood where I was uh, 
uh, a lost boy where I was a uh, stubborn, crazy, name it, kind of a boy in the, in the community. And I felt if I said yes to Jesus, I'm still going back there and I could not keep up with whatever was the pressure in my community. But he promised I will be with you. And he gave us this metaphor like, if you are to go and slaughter chicken in Africa, every Christmas there needs to be uh, chickens that lose life <laughs> here and there. So if you are told go and slaughter that chicken, you'll run after the chicken. Uh, we have some hedges here and there in, uh, in households. If it gets into the hedge, you go by it through the hedge with the chicken. If it gets to fall, the chicken won't say, ah, I'm not tired, you come and slaughter me. The chicken will get up and keep running. And that is what he told us. If you say yes to Jesus Christ, you will fall. And don't remain on the ground. Rather, wake up and continue running. That is what he told me, and I remember that way, way back. And I said this to Jesus Christ in a Young Life camp. Coming back home, now was that totally a different story. My friends who never went to the camp, they started telling me, we're just giving you two weeks, you'll just come back. We are giving you a one week, then you'll come back to us. They started calling me pastor. They called me deacon. And now you, you've become a deacon, right? They gave me names. <laughs> they, gave, they labeled me, but I never looked back. I felt Jesus was one thing I missed in my life. And this one guy has come and pointed me to Jesus Christ, changed my life altogether. Uh, I'll talk of the clique that I was hanging with in the neighborhood. It's so sorry to say I've buried a couple of them out of crime, out of drugs, out of that kind of irresponsible life that they chose to live. But I chose life because one gentleman, one crazy gentleman pursued me with love and pointed me to Jesus Christ. And this, this guy is none other than Martin. Martin, a good friend of mine, uh, whom we've been journeying ever since, as a father to me, as a friend to me. And uh, all, I, I have it all on him as also what I missed in my life. I talked to you about not knowing, having known my father, and then Martin comes in as a father figure in my life, uh, real support system, both socially, spiritually, economically, name it. He came in uh, in full swing to be with me, a stranger whom I just met out of because of some few friends who invited me to a Young Life Club, but he turned out to be this great to me. And when I completed high school, I performed pretty well. I was perfect in mathematics. Um, mathematics was my, my thing. I did perfectly well. And this other subject called Christian Religious Education. Uh, it's about teaching young people about the Bible. And in Africa, one thing, if you're not a Christian automatically you are a Muslim. Back then it was, it's either you're Muslim or a Christian, uh, not by faith, but by 
because of kind of registrations. Everywhere you go, are you a Christian, Muslim, Christian, Muslim? There was no other option, so I became a Christian uh, out of registration, not out of uh, faith. So I performed pretty well in high school, and I felt this is it academically. I'm done with studies. I don't want to disturb my grandmother to go and knock more doors for me to be in school, but I'm done. But in my whole journey, Martin had, uh, me and Martin one uh, evening, we hung in the neighborhood, and one of our mutual friends shows up. He's called Steve. He tells me, hey, uh, the school wants to see you. I asked him, why? Haven't I cleared school fees? No, he told me, uh, there's a letter for you to join uh, university. Uh, and then, uh, prior to that, me and Martin had confirmed I had, did, I had done very well. And so I was being called for a, a letter, admission letter for university. And Martin sh shares, it turns out to be very... Uh, full of joy. He's like, perfect, you've done it. You're going to university. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm not going to university. I'm not going. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with studies. And he pushed me. You need to go for that. Go for that later. You'll join university because I believe in you. And he pushed me to go for the letter. After I got the letter, I brought it direct to him. Martin, here's the letter. Martin gets to read I uh, read through it, and he told me, you'll go to university. That was not anywhere close to my thoughts. And uh, this one time, uh, this is December, uh, August 20th, 20th uh, 2009. I'm supposed to join university on 22nd of the same August 2009. Martin is not there. He's gone for Young Life Camps. I don't have any money, but Martin promised me I'll join university. I call him. I tell him, Martin, you told me to go and join university. Why are you doing this to me? If you didn't want me to go to university, you wouldn't have told me to go and join university. So I was kind of pushing him, pressing him, like it was, I was blaming him for not having any money to go to university. And what do you, does he do? He sends me... Uh, like $300 to go and register for my university. A stranger in my life who came, pointed me to Jesus. I'm still here nagging him uh, to do things for me. I joined university after university. Uh, I got a job with, uh, with a bank. But all this time, he had developed me to be a Young Life leader. Uh, I was a volunteer with Young Life and uh, having joined uh, the bank, it was so tight for me. I didn't have much time to hang with young people. And he felt like, uh, you need to come back and uh, continue hanging with young people, continue loving young people as you invite them to love Jesus and to know Jesus Christ. And an opportunity shows up in young life, and he invites me to apply for that. I became the first logistics coordinator in Kenya. And after that, I and, uh, applied for regional director's position. I became the regional director's, uh, director in Kenya. The other day, I had applied for the VP's position, <laughs> Young Life Kenya in Uganda, but I was not that lucky for that. <laughs> they said I am young. <laughs> 
But the key thing I wanted us to share with you is the journey I've come from a lost kid and a friend invited me into a relationship with Jesus Christ and a friend helped me to grow in Jesus Christ and a friend who also filled the void that I felt when I was growing up without a father. He came in as a father figure, walked with me through all this time and I am because he committed to pursue me. He committed his life to pursue me with love and also with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll say, if it were not for Martin and his love for young people and his love for Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here sharing what Jesus has done in my life, what Jesus has done in my, in my family. Martin saw me as a lost kid. Martin saw me... Uh, being baptized, Martin uh, saw me uh, getting married in church. Martin saw me being a father. Martin has seen me grow from a lost... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is the most beautiful lady in Eastern Central Africa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me share with you about uh, how I met my wife. Uh, not my wife, my beautiful wife. <laughs> so we came from camp. I said yes to Jesus Christ. And uh, Martin, after we've met for a couple of uh, campaigner sessions, he challenged us. Hey, guys, you need to identify with the church. And so me and my friend, we, 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 we're trying to look into... Where do we go for church? We are kind of confused. And this one time we are seated outside of my friend's house and this beautiful lady passes by and she says hi. She says hi to him only. She doesn't say hi to me. And I'm like, why? And then the guy is, ah, you need to know some people in this community for you to be greeted. And I was kind of not happy with that. So I got to know where she's going to church. And I said, Martin has been telling us to go to church, so I'm going where she's going to church. <laughs> I went to where she was going to church. I joined choir. <laughs> man, man, we normally do crazy things at sometimes. <laughs> with my coarse voice, with my, this kind of a voice, I was struggling singing the bears at the back here, trying to look, yeah, I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to sing, I tried to sing, but it turned out I was very good with youth activities. I became the organizing secretary in, in their church with time, that is, and I enrolled for some classes for me to be baptized in the same, same church, and uh, I gave the first shot. Do you know I came to this church because of you? <laughs> no, no, no. But we met. Uh, that's how we met. Uh, she made me go to that church. Uh, and also Martin made me to go to that church. Because Jesus had intended for us to go to that church. <laughs> so that's my beautiful wife. And uh, it has been a good journey. And I'll talk over. Uh, why I remained in young life. I remained in young life simply because I felt the call to do the same to other kids 
that which Martin did to me. That which Martin pursued me, loved me the way I was, as crazy as I was, I was really crazy. I was really crazy. It's only that Matt didn't want to show some of the pictures <laughs> when I was lost and confused. But there's that need of going out for kids, loving them the way they are, inviting them to know Jesus Christ. Jesus has transformed me. Oh, those are my products. <laughs> yeah, those are my kids. The boy, the boy is called Elian. Elian and the girl is called Eliana, and my wife is called Elizabeth. So I'm in a E family. Elizabeth, Eliana, Elian. I think I'm the only outcast in there. I'll call myself a Samuel. I'm a Samuel. <laughs> For me to fit in that. So that's my family. Actually, we don't have a, like a, a family photo. I was so challenged with that. I'll be taking family photos every month. Or oh, I Photoshop my wife. She comes and sits by the guy. <laughs> so that's my family. And uh, I'm so thankful for Martin's commitment to point me to Jesus. And I'm so committed to do the same to kids to leaders in my community. So now, um, I'm working with 22 staff uh, in my region, and uh, we are so passionate about going, developing leaders, uh, and uh, reaching out to the next kid with love, with fun, with, uh, with care, so that they can love and be committed to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so I just hold on. There we go. Hey, thank you so much for sharing. That was awesome. Was that not awesome? I love that. Um, so I'm going to just ask Sam a couple of questions to give a little more context to what he's doing. Um, but I do want to say, you know, um, this series of Go Time is about building relationships with people who are far from God um, and inviting them to Jesus. And, and really, Martin's, like, this is Sam's story, but really Martin's story of how he reached out to Sam, that's what we want to be doing with our friends, with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our family members um, of loving people deeply and over the long haul, like Martin has um, for Sam. And I think that's such an example as we put that in the context of our lives and what that looks like. Um, so I'm going to show you a couple pictures, uh, and then Sam will tell us a little bit about these uh, pictures. So give us the, the picture after. There we go. Okay, so tell us who these people are. Yeah, uh, so the big guy, <laughs> the big guy is Martin, uh, whom I was talking about. So uh, he's the guy who found me when I was lost, and is the guy who made me believe in Jesus Christ. And the other guy is my mutual friend, Steve, who, whom had brought the good news of me joining university. But this guy, we went with him uh, to the same camp, and also he said yes to Jesus Christ in the same camp. And uh, we've been friends, uh, grew up in the same neighborhood, 
And I was his motivation uh, when it comes to joining high school because I was two classes ahead of him and he joined school because, high school because he saw me go to high school. Yeah. yeah. So that's Stephen Odu is his yeah, name. Steve Odu. Yeah. Um, so, and then this next picture is, uh, so that's you and then uh, that's Freddie. <laughs> What is wrong with your hair? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trying to be Dennis Rodman? <laughs> uh, no, actually, this was, uh, we were preparing, preparing for uh, camp, welcoming uh, camp uh, that was about to, uh, to happen. So that's me uh, with my costume. That's my welcoming costume. And the other guy is uh, Frederick uh, Ocheng, who's also a good friend of mine. He's on staff and he's uh, helping with college ministry in Kenya, uh, who also knew Jesus Christ through Young Life in a Young Life camp because one of his leaders called Richard uh, invited him to know and to love Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so to put a couple of pieces together for you about Sam and Riveridge and then Freddie here is the the way that Young Life in Africa works uh, is that they have sponsors who um, sponsor staff overseas. So between um, a little bit from the Santons, from River Ridge Church, um, we fully pay for uh, Sam's salary, all the expenses, as well as Freddie O'Chang's from River Ridge Church. So that's you all, um, So which is awesome. Yeah. You're applauding yourselves. Well done. Um, but just, you know, that, that's how it works. And, and honestly, there's, there is... Um, there's such a disparity of wealth and income between the U.S. and Kenya that it's not um, just the, the salaries that they make, they survive, you know, on, you know, six or $800 a month is their full salary. Um, and so that's what allows us to really multiply our money um, in terms of giving overseas and internationally. Um, and so, and, and we're, we've kind of been blessed. To, I've, I've been going to Kenya for gosh, probably 15 years, maybe a little bit more. And so we've been blessed to kind of come in on the ground floor uh, with some of the folks who are, who are now on staff and do great things. And so Freddie oversees the college ministry, um, Sam oversees Central Kenya, um, uh, and then a woman named Matilda, who's also been um, to River Ridge oversees the coastal Kenya. A guy named Richard was the Western Kenya director and is now the vice president. Sorry to even get that job. He's, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, it's just been neat to, to be a part of it. Um, so this summer, we are taking three mission trips. Um, one of them will be to, to Kenya. It'll be, I think, June 26th to July the 6th, if I'm not mistaken, or right around that period. Um, but from your perspective, Sam, when we uh, take teams over to, to Kenya, how does that help further the ministry in Kenya? Yeah, I'll talk of uh, one is uh, us trying to uh, bring to light what we are doing in Kenya with young people and that I know brings life to some of the work teams who feel uh, blessed with that and when they come back here, some of them are ready to work with us. They're ready maybe to sponsor staff, maybe to... Uh, to sponsor up a project. Uh, like uh, many a times you've come and you've blessed us with maybe a project of maybe setting up a, a library uh, uh, 
a, a court, a field court, a basketball court yeah. for where kids can be meeting for, for fun and also where leaders can meet up with kids over there. So it's really a blessing for, for us and also for the work teams that come uh, to Kenya to get to see what the Lord is doing on the other side of the world. Yeah. You know, I've been a number of times and, you know, we always do a community project. Like we build a basketball court. We've done some other things like that. And when we come and, and do that, that helps further the ministry of Young Life where they are because um, we talked about this last week about we meet people's spiritual needs, but we meet their physical needs also. And so when we as, as Americans, or they call us Mzungus, <laughs> which means whitey, um, when we Mzungus come, uh, it, it helps them to kind of serve the people in the community and then to then bring Young Life there or backs up what they're doing um, with Young Life in these different communities. Um, and, then, and then the other thing that, that happens is, um, and again, it's, it's a cultural thing you kind of got to wrap your head around, but the, the people in Africa are, are black, duh, right there. That's tough for me. Okay, so the people in Africa are black. I'm going to say, hopefully I don't stumble too are black, right? And they have been colonized by white people for all of their lives and their parents and like white people have colonized Africa, right? And so there is a big class kind of culture structure thing. And so when we as Americans come in and serve them and wash the dishes at the camp and clean the toilets at the camp and serve the meals at the camp and do the bottom level labor stuff at camp, it speaks incredible volumes to these kids because they, they all their, these high school kids, their whole lives, they've just been trying to get tips from white people if they've ever seen a white person. It's, it's this class thing. And so for us to come in and say, in the name of Jesus, we're going to serve and do the least and, and the toughest job, just, and, and we'll have kids each time we go say, I've never had a white person wash my dish. I've never had a white person whatever it is. Um, and so it just, it speaks volumes with the gospel. And they like to call Mzungu, hey, Wakru, I need salt. Wakru, I need the lag being served by Mzungu. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's uh, one mission trip we're taking. Uh, the next mission trip that we're going to do is to Costa Rica. Um, and that is going to be in June. We did not get the dates up there in time. Uh, it is late June. Uh, those dates are on the website. Uh, but Andy Messick is going to lead that trip. Andy, his wife, Jalissa. Uh, and they're going to go and serve alongside of a church and do a couple of different projects. Uh, we're actually working on getting a little bit of a Young Life Interaction connection in Costa Rica. Uh, so that will be international mission trip in Costa Rica. And then the third trip we're going to do this summer, we're going to do for the first time ever a local trip uh, to McDowell County. Um, and so in uh, the last weekend in June, we're going to take a really long weekend, a four-day weekend. We're going to go to McDowell County, and we're going to run Young Life, or, me, we're going to run Big Kick uh, for a church plant that we're connected with in McDowell County. Uh, and so if that's something you've been interested in, and that will be kind of an all-family trip, sort of fourth grade and up, you could be a part of that. Um, so I want to let you know kind of one of two steps to take. Um, one is... Uh, Two weeks from today, we'll have a mission trip meeting, um, and that'll be after both services. Uh, so if you're interested in asking more questions, finding out about any of those three trips, we will answer questions about that after both, uh, both uh, services. Uh, but if you want to sign up now or you want information right now, that's on the website, um, and we have a little sign-up button that you can go to on the main page called uh, Mission Trip Sign Up. 
Uh, click that button on our main page uh, or go to Outreach Mission Trips. It's there. It's not too hard to find. And you can get details about it. There's a FAQ. There's also a sign-up form. Um, talks about how much money it is. How do you raise money? Do you have to raise money? All those types of things. Um, so that is on the horizon. So uh, this has been uh, kind of fun to be here on a snow day. Uh, introducing Sam to snow for the first time in his life. So if you'd like to join uh, Sam in the parking lot doing snow angels. Do you know what a snow angel is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're going to do one? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> so, um, so could we stand as we close in prayer? And uh, Sam, if I could ask you to close and maybe pray in English and then pray in Swahili, that would be great. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time. We thank you for your people uh, who are blessed with what you're doing in Africa and what you're doing uh, in individuals' life, oh, Father Lord. At this time, I call upon the Holy Spirit to be upon each and every one of us, O oh Lord. May you come and speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, and we want to silence anything in our lives that is bringing distractions, Father Lord. Silence anything and bring your peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Buwana tunakushukuru wakati huu. Mbapo watu wako mekuja kukusikiza. Watu wako mekuja kupata neno lako. Tunamomba roo mtakatifu awe nawe. Ili aweze kuongoza. Ili akaende nao. Na pia katika maitaji yao yote tunakabithi mikononi mwako. Na pia tunaombia vyote ambavyo vinaleta kelele maishani mwao ukaweze kuvituliza ili Roho Mtakatifu akaweze kuongelesha ongea na watu wako Bwana naweze kawelekeza mwanga wako uwe na wao na tunaomba haya yote katika jina la Yesu Kristo amina amen amen